Hey everyone, thanks for listening to SwiftCast. If you're a fan of Taylor, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on iTunes or your podcast app, and it will automatically download our episodes for you each week. We have a lot of exciting episodes and guests as Reputation rolls out, so you'll only be doing yourself a favor by subscribing. Also, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr, at SwiftCast13, or you can find all of our episodes and social media at our website, SwiftCast13.com. Enjoy the show! Welcome to episode 238 of SwiftCast. This is Steph, Adam, Nate, and Sammy. We are really excited for this week's episode because this past weekend was Taylor's very first set that was longer than a few songs of the Reputation era for her performances at the Jingle Ball in Los Angeles and San Jose. Sammy was lucky enough to attend Taylor's performance in Los Angeles, so we can't wait to talk all about this past weekend for our main discussion. Yeah, I was really glad that Jingle Ball was able to live stream this on the CW channel on their website, and I think some of the performance will also be coming up on their TV channel in about a week or so. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't realize that and I got to say, it was awesome. It was so refreshing to see some brand new performances that we hadn't seen before. I mean, like I've always say, you know, these performances are kind of give us a sneak peek at what tour is going to end up looking like. So I don't know, with Ed Sheeran coming out, uh, does that mean he's going to be on tour? I mean, who knows? But uh, anyway, it was still really cool to see these performances. Yeah, I had a blast. I had so much fun. Um I went with two of my friends, and we had a great time. And I'm jealous because you guys had awesome seats, too. Yeah, I was in the 100 section, so it was close, good view, and uh, it was a great time. Well, we can't wait to hear about that and just discuss everything that happened during our main discussion for this episode. Kind of in relation to Taylor's live performances, something really exciting that's happening this week is... A lot of pre-sales for Taylor's shows in the United States are happening this week. If you participated in Ticketmaster's verified ticket program, you should have received your date and time to participate in the pre-sale. There are also going to be venue pre-sales this week. And then the general sale will begin on Taylor's birthday, December 13th, which we're recording on December 3rd. So... We're only 10 days away from Taylor's 28th birthday, which is kind of crazy. The other interesting thing about tour, though, is so far for the United States, an opener hasn't been announced, which is kind of unusual. That is unusual. You know, I saw something, and I'm pretty sure it's for international tour dates, but it said something like Taylor Swift and special guests. What does that mean? (laughs) I didn't see that. I don't know. Yeah, I think I saw that one too. And I think it was for London, maybe. That sounds right. I think it was London. Yeah. I mean, does that mean special guests as in, you know, Ed Sheeran future are going to come out like, uh, or does that mean openers to be announced? I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah, that might be their way of saying and opening X as well, but they just don't know who they are yet. I feel like by this time, for other tours, we've already heard who the openers are going to be, or at least one of them, like the the headlining opener, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to ask, for 1989, when the tour was announced, was Vance Joy announced along with the tour? I believe very shortly after the announcement of tour. Okay, and then Sean as well, do you know? Sean, I think, was a little later. Yeah, I think Sean was later. I know Ed was, like, almost dead on with the actual announcement of Red Tour. Yeah, because for Red, Taylor announced the United States tour dates on TV after there was this special on a news show. I forget exactly which one, but at the very end, she stood there and announced the dates and they scrolled by. And then she said that Ed Sheeran would be joining her. And I almost fell off my couch. That's the (laughs) only reason why I remember, but yeah, it's weird. Every other tour I'm having trouble remembering speak now and fearless, but it seemed like, the more recent tours, the opener was announced pretty much immediately. And you would think that in terms of ticket sales, they would have the opener already announced. So then it raises the question, will there not be an opener for this tour? And how does everyone feel about that? That'd be pretty interesting if there was no opener at all. I wonder if that would mean her set would be longer, maybe? That was my hope. And then maybe the special guest is just implying her usual when she brings people out for special songs. Well, that's another good question, because the special guests were such a central part of the 1989 tour. Will she do something like that again? Right. And going back to the no opener, I am definitely on board with that, as long as that means Taylor can play for three or four hours. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so exhausting for her. You know, I'm all for a longer set list, but the purpose of the opener, I mean, just aside from promotion for the artists themselves, I mean, is to get the crowd kind of going. I mean, you you had Ed and, and he's up there and he's singing A-Team and, and the whole crowd is into it. And uh, for 1989, you had Vance Joy and he's marching along. And, you know, uh, the point is to get everyone energized and, and just ready for the show. And I know most of those people are going to be anyway, but for those people who um, maybe aren't necessarily there because they're super fans of Taylor, um, the point is to get them warmed up. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of mixed about it, to be honest. The other thing I've thought about is this is a stadium tour and it's going to be in the summertime. It gets dark much later in the summertime and Taylor always comes out when it's dark. And so usually that's nine o'clock PM. And so I don't think they're going to wait to open the doors to the stadium until 8 PM. If she's not coming out till nine. That's a good point. So I feel like there must be something. If I'm going to a stadium tour, I would rather be able to sit out in the sun for a while and just get ready for it to get dark for Taylor to come out. So I don't know. We'll see. We're recording this on December 3rd. So I would predict that by December 4th or 5th, something will be announced, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's usually how it goes. We record and then something gets announced. So, <laughs> But we will keep you updated with anything that happens. For now, though, we are going to keep you updated with news that has happened this past week. There continues to be more and more making of the song episodes on DirecTV now, and the latest one is for King of My Heart. 
Has anyone gotten a chance to see it yet? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, this one was really awesome. We've been covering the making of the song series on several of our episodes. If you haven't heard them, go ahead and check them out. But this one was really exciting. And it also seems like DirecTV is releasing these usually on a Monday or Tuesday. So I'm hoping we get another one this week. Which one are you are you hoping to, for which song? Oh, wow, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know, maybe Getaway Car? I don't know. I would say Getaway Car, for sure. How, how about everyone else? That is a good question. Hmm. I would also vote for Dress. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I'd like to see how she put that one together. I want to see her in the studio working with Future and Ed. Yeah, that would be awesome. I bet that would be a fun one. I think Ed mentioned that they were just kind of together and she was talking to him, said she had this idea, and then this ended up happening. Just fell into place kind of thing. Yeah. But we're going to continue to cover the series, so definitely stay tuned. In our next bit of news, Taylor was nominated for two Grammys. I mean, she did nothing basically this past year, and yet, of course, two more Grammy nominations. I mean, not surprised. Anyway, uh, the two Grammys were for Best Country Song for Better Man and also for Best Song Written for Visual Media for I Don't Want to Live Forever. In such different songs, you have a country song and then you have I Don't Want to Live Forever. It just shows how versatile Taylor is. And I love that. I love that about her, that she could be a part of so many different genres and be good enough for it that they get nominated for Grammys. That's so cool. Although I do have to say I have one complaint. I was kind of shocked that Look What You Made Me Do was not nominated for Best Music Video. I was upset about that too. It was just confusing. And I'll be honest, I didn't realize the Grammys even had a Best Music Video category until Bad Blood was nominated. And of course that rightfully won that year but for look what you made me do to not even be nominated i was surprised is there a chance so we know for sure that uh it qualified for this year's grammys yes it did and i think taylor also submitted it for either song and or record of the year too which she didn't get a nomination for which was also a little surprising shake it off got at least one of those categories in 2014 for the 2015 Grammys. But Reputation as an album was not eligible based on its release date. So I think we can expect to see it for the Grammys in 2019. Our next piece of news is Reputation is now available on all streaming services. So that includes Apple Music, Spotify, and Tidal, which is exciting because I actually know some people who hadn't listened to it yet specifically because they weren't going to buy it and they wanted to um, stream it. So that's good news for them. Well, and I think it should probably help Taylor, right? Because the streaming data will be calculated into sales data, right? Yeah, that's right. It's every 1,500 streams that Taylor has ends up counting as a full album download. Oh, 1,500. Wow, that's that seems low. 
she's been having so many streams, even with I Don't Want to Live Forever and when Look What You Made Me Do and Ready For It were on there. So that should be exciting. I think given that this is the earliest Taylor has ever had an album on streaming services, it'll be interesting to see the impact on her numbers. Well, in other exciting news, the Reputation pop-up shop that was in New York City right after Reputation was released is going to be in Los Angeles from December 12th until December 16th. So over Taylor's birthday, that's really exciting. And I'm hoping that for everyone who is able to go to that, that the Snake Throne will be there and people can get photos with that as well. I think I read that it was going to be there. Oh, good. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited for it. I have a question about this. Do you think, one, that she'll show up to this one? And two, what date do you think she'll go on her birthday? Absolutely. Mm. Yes. (laughs) She might. Unless she has birthday plans, I mean. Right. That's what I was wondering. I don't know. Because I'm definitely going to go. But yeah, she doesn't have any shows or anything, so. Right. I want to go. I just want to pick a good date. (laughs) So I was like... Her birthday seems like an obvious choice, but is that really where she's going to spend her birthday? I don't know. Maybe you could just go there for all four days. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. If it were me, I would definitely go on the 12th and 13th. All right. Because if if you think about New York, for New York, she was there on the very first day. True. And she went in the evening, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know the hours for this one, though. In New York, the hours were somewhat limited. Oh, I haven't looked into the hours for this one. I haven't seen any listings yet. They might do it closer to December 12th. But if anyone else is going, I, if it were me, I feel like I would definitely go on the 12th and 13th. All right, you sold me. I'm going on the 12th. <laughs> <laughs> we will keep our fingers crossed for you. Thanks. <laughs> While well, the Reputation Tour keeps growing and growing... Just recently, it was announced that it will be headed to Australia and New Zealand. So the new dates are October 19th in Perth at Optus Stadium, October 26th in Melbourne at Etihad Stadium, November 2nd in Sydney at ANZ Stadium, November 6th in Brisbane at The Gabba, and November 9th in Auckland at Mount Smart Stadium. And it seems to me like these dates, she left room to build in second shows at a lot of these. That's a good point. At almost all of these, it seems. Well, because for 1989, Sydney definitely had two shows. And they were both at A and Z Stadium, right? I think so. And so the other interesting thing is we all remember the 1989 tour ended with the dates in Australia and those ended in December of 2015. So I'm wondering if she'll do the same thing here and end the reputation tour in New Zealand on November 9th. She could. And actually, I just went and checked. There was only one Sydney show for 1989, and there were actually three in Melbourne. Oh, okay. What was the venue in Melbourne? AAMI Park. Oh, okay. So a different one for this tour. So I'm guessing the new one must be much larger in Melbourne. 
It's interesting to think about, though, because it will be really nice there in New Zealand at that time. And uh, just like for Australia, I mean, it'd be an ideal time to make a tour video. Just saying. True. <laughs> That's actually exactly what I was thinking. And especially if everything is ending in early November, they turned around the live 1989 tour so quickly I feel like they could do it again, and if it would be on a physical DVD, it would be perfect for holiday sales, right? That's true, too. I mean, hey, uh, you know, a quick turnaround, if they could get it out by December, I mean, bang. I know I'd buy it by Christmas time. Absolutely. I kind of want a physical copy this time. I don't want Apple Music. No offense to Apple. I'm just saying, I just want something I can hold, you know? I agree. It would be great to just be able to throw a DVD of the 1989 world tour in and watch it anytime. So moving along in our next bit of news, uh, comes as no surprise. Reputation was number one again on the billboard 200 chart for the third straight week, which is pretty awesome. And it's been number one on the world iTunes chart. The last I checked, it was 20 consecutive days. It's probably well above that now, but it's just awesome. Hopefully she can just end out the year and just stay at number one on all everything. I feel like she has a strong chance at that. I mean, you look at the entire year of 2017 and no other album has even come close to the amount of album sales that Taylor had in her first week. So I don't know. I feel like she can just keep going strong right on through the holidays. And finally, Taylor's trusted friend, or maybe not so trusted friend, Ed Sheeran, kind of spilled the beans about what is coming up next for Taylor. He seemed to have a lot of trouble keeping his mouth closed, leading up to reputation, talking about different things that Taylor had been working on. And he actually let it spill in an interview backstage at Poptopia that there will be a music video coming up for Endgame. I feel like most people kind of knew that though, right? A lot of people were saying it would definitely be whatever Taylor was shooting in London was going to be the Endgame music video. Did they just think that because Endgame is going to be the next single? Yeah, it could be. Because one thing we all talked about on another episode was in the paparazzi shots in London, Ed and Future were not seen anywhere. So that made people wonder, is it actually for Endgame? Uh, see, that wouldn't dissuade me. I feel as though Taylor is so thorough that if she was going to make a video with both of them as well, she'd do it in some studio. It'd be super secret. There'd be no chance of anyone seeing it coming. So I don't know. Well, that's a really good point because that shooting was before the album was even released. And right. people didn't know that Ed was involved. Either way, I'm super excited. Ed, you're the man. I'm glad you spilled that. Thank you. <laughs> Taylor doesn't give you too much grief over it, but hey, he did me a solid. <laughs> Moving on, we have some important dates coming up. Um, on December 7th will be Jingle Bash in Chicago. The next day on December 8th will be Jingle Ball in New York City. December 10th is the Jingle Bell Ball in London. And, of course, on December 13th, it is Taylor's 28th birthday, and that's when the general sales go on sale for tour. Do you guys do anything to celebrate Taylor's birthday? Um, 
I have not. I, I guess because it is around the holidays, I just, I know there's going to be too many cookies and sweets and things. Right. So I don't, I know a lot of fans make cakes and stuff, but I just don't want to get on a sugar overload during this month. <laughs> That's a very good point. I guess one way we can celebrate is by getting tickets for tour that day. There you go. Perfect way. Uh, how about you, Sammy? Do you do anything? Uh, Not as big as most fans, but um, yeah, my friend and I usually do the whole baking cookies thing. And in the past, we've uh, like filmed it and posted it on Tumblr for no one to watch. But, <laughs> but yeah, so this year we're going to do the same thing, bake some cookies and then Maybe I guess I'll be going to the pop-up shop also, so. That sounds like a perfect day. Yeah, super excited. I'm kind of jealous of those people who are able to celebrate it because I just, I can't bake. I'm not craftsy. (laughs) I'm just, I can't do it. I don't, like, there's no creative element to me. You can wear uh, some sort of merch or something in, in her honor. Yeah, okay. All right. I might do that. There we go. I'll wear my reputation tee. How about that? There you go. All right. (laughs) Speaking of merch, one way I've celebrated Taylor's birthday in the past is by buying items off of her website during the 13 days of Taylor. But like I said, we're recording on December 3rd, and I haven't seen any announcements about that yet. Does anyone know if it just might not be happening this year? It sounds like it's just not happening, which is a bummer. That is a bummer. Yeah, they usually have such good deals, and sometimes they bring back old stuff, or they... Last year, they had the signed vinyl of 1989. Yes. Oh my gosh, I picked up two of those. Oh, that was great. I was really hoping there would be something signed, because the other thing is, usually for every album, there's a lithograph. Mm -hmm. We haven't had one at all yet. No, that's a bummer. I still, though, could see the store having some kind of sale or introducing new items on her birthday. So we'll have to wait and see. I hope so. Well, because Taylor has been in public a bit this past week, we do have some fashion items for the week. Our first one is probably one of my favorite fashion items of all time. It is from Taylor's Instagram story that she posted on November 30th. And it was when she was rehearsing or around the venue for the Jingle Ball in LA. And she was wearing a shirt that said, Most Wonderful Heim of the Year. And it was Heim merchandise. And it was just fabulous. Yeah, that was awesome. I love it when Taylor wears merchandise of other artists. We know she's a big Heim fan, but she said this a lot. I remember she would wear 1975 merchandise and just other artists she supports. Bleachers, I think. Yeah. And this shirt is just really cute. And it's very affordable at $35. I got to give it up to Heim. That's super creative. I love this shirt. And do you remember when Taylor tweeted the lyrics to Time After Time, but she changed it to Heim After Heim? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do right. remember that. <laughs> That's when I learned how to pronounce Heim. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wonder if maybe Taylor doing that kind of inspired them to make this shirt. I don't know. It, just because that was the first thing I thought of when I read 
what the shirt said. Could be. And it's also good to see Taylor using Instagram stories again. Yeah, it had been a while. I I think since she was on SNL. So hopefully she will do more with her couple of upcoming shows this week. Our next bit of fashion news comes from Jingle Ball on December 1st, 2017. Uh, A little more pricey this time around. Uh, Taylor was seen wearing a Jessica Jones custom hoodie and shorts. Uh, First of all, no price on that because it was custom. Uh, But the other thing she's wearing were Christian Louboutin chain-trimmed leather boots. Uh, Those run for $1,295 in black. So pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. Affordable. (laughs) This outfit was interesting. The top, like Nate said, was custom made, but it kind of looked like snakeskin, but that was very gold and glittery to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I kind of wondered because I'm like, well, Taylor can't just wear like a sweatshirt on stage. That's not going to happen. I mean... Those lights are hot. I mean, she's moving around. She's doing things. But I can see now how this type of outfit could be more like what we're going to see for Reputation Tour. I mean, it's still, you know, like a loose-fitting shirt, but I'm sure it's pretty breathable. And uh, I don't know, between this and, uh, of course, Poptopia, I mean, which was a very similar shirt we'll get to in a minute. But uh, I don't know. I feel like we're going to start seeing this for tour for any performance, really. Yeah, it does seem like that will be the style for this tour. And the shorts, to me, kind of reminded me of the Red Era shorts, high-waisted kind of shorts. It also makes me wonder if, like with the Red Tour, how Taylor started out wearing, she wore like a long sleeve shirt and she wore, you know, long red pants. And eventually she kind of changed her outfit into... Uh, you know, the short sleeves and the red shorts, and that's kind of what she stuck with. And I remember her saying in an interview at some point that it was because she was too hot on stage. Anyway, um, it makes me wonder if, you know, if this doesn't work out, what would be the the fashion, what would be the style that she moves into for a tour outfit? I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good question. I could see her using the same kind of style, just maybe sleeveless or kind of like tank top style. Yeah, maybe she wear a tank top. Hmm. But I think the oversized kind of look is trending right now. And I think fans like it. I think we all can get on board on maybe not wearing crop tops if we don't have our summer bodies ready, right? (laughs) (laughs) 100%. You know, and I have to ask because I'm, I'm 100% not in the fashion world uh, is this the style because Taylor made it the style, or is this the style because that's just how what people are doing? You know, that's a really good question. I felt like before 1989, Taylor kind of made rompers and crop tops the yes. style. I was going to say crop tops, especially. Agreed. They were barely around, and then she started wearing them in early spring of 2014, and then they were just everywhere after that. So with this, I'm not quite sure. I think it was part of it is that this album was just much later than other albums. And Taylor hasn't really been seen in public at all. So I think the trend was maybe at least around, but I bet it will blow up even more now that she's seen wearing these kind of outfits. 
The next night in San Jose at Poptopia, she again wore another set of Jessica Jones custom hoodie and shorts, very similar, Um, but this time she wore Michael Kors Jita boots, and they're normally $625. They're on sale now for $437.50. I really like this outfit. The top kind of felt sort of Christmassy to me. Right. Agreed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like it's kind of cut shorter. Does that make sense? The the shirt itself, it's it's almost like at her belly button. More cropped. Yeah, it is shorter. That's all my insight. I have no, I have nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any insight. <laughs> it's very similar to the first outfit, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're excited to see what she'll wear this week for her performances. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week on our next episode. And as always, thank you to tastewithstyle.com for tracking down these outfits. We will be right back after this with our main discussion. As we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, for our main discussion this week, we want to talk all about the Jingle Ball in Los Angeles and Poptopia in San Jose. The set list for both shows was the same so we'll run down the set list taylor performed a set of six songs which included in order ready for it blank space shake it off i don't want to live forever end game where ed sheeran showed up on both nights and she finished with look what you made me do so what did everyone think were you surprised by this Set list? I was surprised by I Don't Want to Live Forever. Me too. Yeah, I didn't expect that, but I guess it makes sense since it was just nominated for a Grammy, but I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, and that's what she said before she performed it, that it had just been nominated for a Grammy. But it made me wonder, does that mean she's only doing it now and then on tour it won't be included? I kind of feel like that's the case. Yeah, me too. And I think also for these shows, like you said, it was a set list of six songs, and that was the only one that was acoustic. So she had to get an acoustic song in there. Right. We were all thinking she would maybe do Call It What You Want. And that's kind of the only reason I thought if she does keep I Don't Want to Live Forever for tour, maybe she will do Call It What You Want and I Don't Want to Live Forever. Because one thing we didn't get to talk about for tour is the stage for tour has been released on Ticketmaster and there are actually kind of like two B stages in the back of the stadium, which is crazy. There's the main stage and then there's these two little B stages. So I wonder one, how she's going to get back there and two, (laughs) how she's going to go from one B stage to the next. And is she going to do multiple songs on one of those smaller stages and then go to the other one. It's just very interesting and I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, lots of questions as of now. Well, to answer your original question, Steph, I was surprised at the set list for like eight different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, go through them all. Okay. Well, maybe not eight, but several. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So first of all, that she played songs... Uh, from 1989. I mean, Blank Space and Shake It Off. I was really expecting a full set list of exclusively Reputation songs. I don't know about you guys, but 
That's just my expectation for it. Yes, I totally agree. I expected Ready For It to be first just because we're all in agreement that that will be the opening song for tour. She did it as her first song for Saturday Night Live. But then having number two and number three be Blank Space and Shake It Off was very surprising. Yeah, I was like, well, is she doing this because she wants to keep certain songs a surprise for tour? Is it is she doing this because she wants to remind the audience of some of her biggest hits? I mean, I don't know. It was just really interesting to me to have both of those, granted, you know, smash hits, uh, but both of those from 1989 on this set list. I guess the old Taylor isn't really actually dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're on to you, Taylor. Huh? <laughs> You know, actually, I thought it was for both reasons you included, Nate. One, she wants surprises for tour. And two, these kind of performances are just so different because you have fans of all different artists attending. And so it makes sense to play your biggest songs. And if I were to include songs from 1989, I definitely would have included Blank Space and Shake It Off. True. Very true. Yeah, I think of, of any of the songs on that album, those were the two biggest ones. But it also raises the question, will those be the only two 1989 songs she'll do on tour? I don't know. Does it, do they replace You Belong With Me in Love Story? Oh, <laughs> right. Another good question. I mean, you know, if Taylor famously said that those two songs, You Belong With Me in Love Story, she would always play at her concerts. I mean, it's kind of... I don't know. I feel like it, it It. may have shifted. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's very possible that she'll drop Love Story. And during 1989, she did You Belong With Me, not every single date. But I think everyone wants to see everything from reputation. So I don't know that people would necessarily complain. Oh, that's true, too. I mean, I'd love to see the, the album in, in its entirety performed. I feel like every song could just offers something so different. It's been really difficult for me to think ahead now about what songs could get cut for the tour set list. Oh, it stresses me out. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> right. I mean, I really want to see all of them. And if that means losing songs like Love Story, I think I would be okay with it. Right. Me too. So next thing that surprised me, we already did talk about it, was um, the fact that she played I Don't Want to Live Forever. Um, third thing that surprised me, though, was the fact that when Taylor sang Endgame, uh, she brought out Ed Sheeran on the stage. I mean, who honestly saw that coming? I did. Okay. Maybe we did, but... <laughs> <laughs> Mostly just because he was a performer there. That's the only reason why. Still, though, I'm excited. I'm glad that she was able to do that. Yeah, and so many people were doing throwback tweets to when they did Everything Has Changed for Jingle Ball in 2012. So it was nice to see them together again. Okay, fourth thing that I was surprised about, and maybe not necessarily surprised, but just, I guess, kind of excited about, um, as far as Ready For It goes, first of all, she used the same choreography that she used for Saturday Night Live, uh, which is kind of telling. It means that maybe she's going to use that again for the actual tour itself, but uh, but beforehand, that's the part that I'm interested in. Uh, the, the intro, the beginning, the long, drawn-out, ready-for-it bass, uh, the the lights, the the stage. I mean, oh, it was, it was just incredible. I loved it. That was so fun in the venue to have that bass playing and knowing she was going to come out. 
I think really um, amped everyone up in the venue. That was really fun. Did the bass knock you off of your feet? I have to ask. Yeah. As soon as that happened, (laughs) everyone was like, everyone stood up. It was a great choice as an opener. Oh, man, I cannot wait. I'm going to try and get Pitt for this tour just so I can stand right next to one of those speakers and just get blown away. (laughs) (laughs) So were there any videos playing during that or it was just all completely black with the bass? Um, It was just the snake, I think. The snake that was on her Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like on the screen and then you could kind of see them walking out in front of it. Right. Huh, okay, so I wonder if that's how it will be. Yeah, it made me wonder if that was going to be the tour opener as well. It worked really well as an opener, so I don't know if she's going to keep that for tour. Because I feel like that makes sense for an opener, but doing Look What You Made Me Do with saying, you know, the old Taylor is dead would also be kind of cool at the beginning. Um, But either way, I think it'll be great. Yeah, and actually that was the last thing that I was surprised about. It was, for Look What You Made Me Do, it was, you know, uh, the the famous lines of Taylor on the telephone saying, uh, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. That played before she actually performed the song. That was the intro to the song. Right. So uh, what's crazy to me, there's got to be something. I mean, that's, that's telling for tour. I mean, I'm just trying to piece it together, like what's going to actually happen, but... There's got to be something like a video or like a pause or a break or or something that's going to start playing and then we're going to go into Look What You Made Me Do. Yeah, definitely. And didn't that kind of remind you of the Speak Now tour right before she did Better Than Revenge? And there's the phone call. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> I think someone on Twitter made a mashup of those I saw. Oh. Yeah. That would definitely take me back. I need to find that. So, Sammy, what was your favorite performance? That's a good, good question. Um, I don't know if I can choose just one, but uh, I surprisingly, ready for it, was very high on my list. Um, it was just so fun, the bass at the beginning, and then I like kind of knew the choreography from Saturday Night Live, so doing that with it was really exciting. Um, and then Shake It Off, I always love at her shows because it's just dancing along and having a good time and then um end game when ed came out was really fun so i'd say those are my top three i think i would say the same um as a viewer on the computer look what you made me do was really fun just because i you know know all the lyrics and all that um it's not as easy to dance to though so that's the only reason why i wouldn't have included it at the top of my list but she did some of the music video choreography during that, didn't she? She did. Yeah. I don't know the choreography, so I guess that's why I couldn't dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sammy, answer this question for me about Look What You Made Me Do. Uh-huh. Uh, so, when they were actually performing it, and it might have just translated differently through my speakers. I'm not really sure. but uh, So, as they're they're singing the actual song, the volume levels seemed, I, I guess, a lot higher than they did for the chorus. It almost sounded like she was like... I don't want to say like whispering the chorus, but uh, did, it, did it just seem quieter, like kind of eerie almost when, when she was doing it? Um, I do know that I got a little bit of a vibe of a backing track on only that song. Oh, really? Is that right? Yeah. But then um, I didn't watch the 
the recording of it afterwards, but I watched Poptopia, and when I watched Poptopia, it sounded way different to me than what um, it sounded like in L.A., because I was, like, interested to see the recording of Poptopia to see if it sounded like heavy backing track, and it didn't. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. But, um, yeah, in person, there was, I especially on the actual speaking part of the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now, even that to me sounded exactly like the album. So um, that was interesting, but maybe I was wrong because when I watched Poptopias, it didn't sound the same to me. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. But Nate, I definitely agree with you. It seemed like, yeah, it was either A, her mic was turned way down during the chorus, or B, she was like speaking very softly at that part because of a backing track. But I don't blame her one bit because in my mind, the chorus is very difficult to sing. It's very fast. And I just think she would like stumble over her words or it wouldn't sound right. So I can't blame her at all for that. Well, especially when she's moving around so much for that song, doing all the dance moves with a chorus that's so fast. But it also could maybe have something to do with the venue. Maybe for whatever reason in Los Angeles, it was different. That's true. Yeah, I just found it really interesting. I, I just wondered if that was actually a set production issue or if that was intended, I guess, for, I don't know, for it to, to come off the way it did. It's interesting, though. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. And it was only for that song that mm, it sounded right. that way. So that's, uh, you know, another interesting aspect of it. One thing that kind of surprised me was I thought maybe for older songs like Blank Space and Shake It Off, she would revamp them a little bit, kind of like she did with Trouble and Love Story for the 1989 tour. I'm still hoping that maybe she will change them a little to match this Reputation era. And maybe because, like I said, the audience at these kind of shows is full of people who are fans of all different kinds of artists. So maybe she wanted to just keep them straight up album versions because that's what people know in the general public. But I still kind of hope she'll change them up a little bit for tour. Yeah, I agree. And I, th I think there's still room for her to do that. I know that before she unveiled Love Story early, um, I don't remember where that was, but uh, the pop version of Love Story that she played on the 1989 tour, uh, but I feel like she's going to do it. I don't know. She just she always does something. She'll pick a classic. She'll redo it. She'll revamp it. I mean, Red Tour was the Motown, You Belong With Me. 1989 Tour was Love Story. Uh, I mean, she always does something. I feel like she's got something up her sleeve for Reputation Tour. I don't know what that song is, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. With Love Story, she unveiled that during the iHeartRadio Music Festival in September of 2014. But I feel like Love Story had been around for so long, from 2008 to 2014. So everybody knew it, and so for her to change it probably wasn't that big of a deal. But maybe because Blank Space and Shake It Off have only been around since 2014, maybe she just felt like for right now she would keep them straight-up album version. So we'll see. I'm really interested to see how the set list changes for her upcoming dates. I wonder if will Ed show up? He's not a performer at these upcoming dates, but will he end up coming and they'll do Endgame or 
I don't know. Has anyone actually sat down and lined up both of their tour dates and seen if any of them kind of mashed up? I did, embarrassingly, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're doing your research. But there are some dates where it will just be impossible. But there also are some dates, and I don't have them memorized. I have to go look at them again, where I thought, oh, you know, she could show up on his tour or he could show up on her tour. And it makes it difficult because I really would love to see that live. And you you kind of just have to guess when it will happen. Right. I mean, aside from Ed doing it as well, I mean, you kind of want the trio there to perform Endgame. I'm not going to lie. You kind of want everyone's verse on that song. But yeah, absolutely. I do think it will definitely happen at least once, maybe several times. Like I said, maybe she'll show up on his tour and he'll show up on hers. It'll be fun. I'm excited. I can only just hope that I am there at one of those. So, Sammy, since you got to see this live, is there anything else that we should know that maybe we didn't catch viewing it online? I didn't notice anything as far as, um, you know, sneaking a peek of her backstage or anything like that that you wouldn't have seen. Um, The only thing I can think of to mention is... um, the vibe being inside the venue was just, it was such a good teaser for what it's going to be like on tour. It was just so, I, I can't describe it. It was just, especially hearing the bass at the beginning of Ready For It, like you could tell who the big fans were in the audience. Like you could just feel the excitement throughout the venue. Um, and that was just really, really fun to experience. So if you had any doubts about tour, don't, because it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's always good to see Taylor perform live and to get a little teaser, you know, a few months ahead of tour starting is always a great thing. Yeah, and if you felt that kind of vibe at this event where there are fans of just so many different artists, then just imagine what it will be like in a stadium full of diehard Taylor fans. Exactly. If it was anything like that, times, you know, two, it's going to be incredible. It was just so fun. Oh, I'm so excited. I've always loved stadium shows and just hearing that, I mean, just get me very excited. I can't wait. Just gives you goosebumps. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want it to end. When it was over, I was on such a high from it. It was just, it was so fun. Oh, now you just reminded me of post-concert depression. Probably the worst part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's a real thing. It is real. Uh, Anyway, I'm not going to focus on the negative, only the positive. (laughs) Tour is coming, and we have a taste. Yes, and like we said, Poptopia had the same set list, and so we'll have to see what happens with her upcoming dates this week. So we'll be talking all about Taylor's upcoming dates next week and anything else that happens. I feel like a lot of things could be happening this week. So please subscribe to us on iTunes if you enjoyed listening to this episode. That way it will download the latest episode for you automatically and you won't miss any of the news or updates about Taylor. Please also follow us on social media. We are swiftcast13 on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. 
You can also visit our website at swiftcast13.com. And you can also email us anytime at swiftcast13show at gmail.com. So thank you to everyone for listening to this episode. For episode 238, this has been Steph, Adam, Nate, and Sammy. And we will see you soon. Thank you. See ya. Bye, guys. Later.